to the Relentless CEO Podcast with Adam Kiefer. Follow your path to success alongside icons and industry leaders in martial arts, fitness, and more. This is the Relentless CEO Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Adam Kiefer. I want to share with you guys a story that's really close and personal to me. And it's a story that I haven't shared too often, but it's about how I started out as an 18-year-old kid, homeless and couch surfing from friend's couch to friend's couch to friend's couch to running multiple seven-figure businesses. It started off, if we go back to when I was 18, I was missing a lot of the things that I needed to get to where I wanted to be, right? A lot of it came down to discipline and a lot of it came down to some of the things I'm gonna talk to you about, but there's a specific point in my life where everything started to change and massive growth started to happen. And really, it came down to a a few different things. But the number one thing to start with was I hired a mentor. I remember the first business mentor that I hired. I I just started my first company. And I had two clients that were paying me, or sorry, four clients that were paying me $400 total. So I get $100 from each client. And I remember I jumped on a call with with this mentor that I wanted to hire. And uh, we, we have a great great talk. He's giving me advice on things that I can do to help grow this, this new business I started. And then he goes, I'm happy to help you, Adam. And he goes, it's going to be $200 a month. You got to pay your, your first payment today. Uh, and then we'll, every, every month we'll have one coaching call. So I'm like, awesome. I, and I remember I was at college and I opened up my, uh, my Chase bank account and I look in it and I have $200 in my bank account and it's $199 per month to get coaching with it. So I remember looking at this account I'm trying to think how much gas is in my car because I need to drive 45 minutes to get back home from where I was to make sure that I could make it home and not have to only <laughs> put a dollar of gas in my car. So I'm looking at it, I'm nervous as hell. Uh, I was dating my wife at the time. We weren't married yet. And I was like, she's going to kill me, but I need this. So I went, well, I went ahead and I don't recommend doing that without your, without talking to your wife first, but I went ahead and I signed up and I remember looking, hey, we came out, I have a dollar in my account. And I'm like, man, I hope I remember that the gas is correct on the way home. And the reason that was so important for me to do that, and it might sound stupid right now, is because I knew I was missing something, but I didn't know what I was missing. I needed someone that had more experience than me and someone that had already gone through some of the mistakes that I wanted to avoid to be able to coach me through the process. Well, if we fast forward a year and a half later, that $400 a month that I was making was now $36,000 a month. And being a young kid in his 20s, earning that much, it's pretty awesome, right? And I had no no clue at that point when I had signed up that I'd be able to take it to that level. And that being my first company, I was super proud to be doing $36,000 a month coming from worried about getting home and having enough gas with a dollar in my bank account. So finding someone that could guide me and lead me in the right direction was one of the most important things that helped me begin my growth journey as a young entrepreneur and a young adult. So for all of you guys that are watching, if you're in the same position that I was, hopefully without the homeless and couch surfing part, but if you're in the same position where you're starting a business or you're new at this or you just feel lost, the number one piece of advice that I would give you is seek out someone that's a mentor. And when you find that mentor, there's a couple of things that you really want to look for. Most important to me is, does that person have the same values that I have? Because there's a lot of people that are very successful, but if they don't have the right values that line up with yours, they're going to be giving you advice that just doesn't feel right in your heart when you have to go and implement it. So find someone that has the same values as you. Find someone that has a proven track record of success, not only for themselves, 
but also in helping others. You don't want to be like the experimental rat for the, this mentor who's never coached anyone else. Okay, so make sure that they have a proven track record of success with other people. For example, in our mastermind that we run, the first 12 months of going that we tracked all of the data for all of our studio owners, the average gross revenue increase in the first 12 months was $142,000. So even if you were looking at my track record and be like, oh, Adam's kicking ass, you can look at our client's track record and see the massive amount of growth that they had just in one year of coaching with us. Now, let's jump into the next part. The other part that I was missing for years, even after I hired my mentor, was mindset. When it comes to mindset, a, a lot of us have a ton of limiting beliefs that are holding us back from our biggest potential of growth and really from getting to the next level that we want to get to. And we think about limiting beliefs, it all goes back to usually things that have happened in our childhood or when we were younger that imposed a certain belief set on us. For example, when I was younger, I had the belief that Kuipers were bad with money because I'd never seen anyone in my family successfully manage money or build wealth before. So I grew up just with this in my subconscious that Kuipers were bad with money. And what that led to is when I was younger and I first started making money, I would spend that money as soon as I earned it because of, well, Kuipers are bad with money anyway. So why does it matter if I spend it? I, none of my family knew about investing. They didn't know how to compound their income. So I didn't think I had the, a chance to even learn that just because I had this limited belief uh, installed into me at a young age. Luckily, by working on my mindset, I've been able to move past that. For you, there's a lot of you that have limited beliefs. Some of them you might be aware of, some of them you might not be aware of, but that will also go back to our mentor because your mentor will help coach you through those limited beliefs. If you have a good mentor, they're going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Okay? And a lot of times those things that you need to hear are about the belief, the limited beliefs that you put on yourself that are stopping your growth. So mindset should be something that's, that's being worked on daily in your life. For me, it comes in the form of meditation. It comes in the form of just talking to people way smarter than me with way more experience than me. Sometimes it comes from reading a book, listening to a podcast, audiobook, whatever it is. But for me, I have to constantly work on this. And I learned that there's really two types of mindsets through this growth period. You have your default mindset and what I call your CEO mindset. Your default mindset is what we're all innately born with that they're to keep us safe. Our brain is programmed to keep us safe and avoid risk. Okay, but the problem with that is it keeps us comfortable. And you guys all know if we stay comfortable, we never grow. All the growth comes from being uncomfortable. So now we have to develop the CEO brain. So when your default brain is saying, hey, you know what, you're working too hard, you should probably take a break. That's when CEO brain has to come in and be like, no, motherfucker, we have some goals we're working towards. We're going we're gonna to start moving towards those goals. It's not time to rest. We don't rest in the middle. We rest at the end. And that CEO default brain has to jump in and kick the ass of that default brain every time it gives you those limiting beliefs or those limiting thoughts that want to keep you safe. And the more you can develop that strong inner voice and that CEO brain, the more you're going to be able to push through barriers and the more you're going to be able to stay in your uncomfort zone so that you can continue to grow and excel in your life and in business. The next part of this, which sort of aligns with mindset, is going to be ownership. Now, you follow Alex Hermosi, one of my favorite things he's ever said was when he was explaining the difference between poor people and wealthy people. He said, there's one thing that separates both these groups, and it's something that I completely agree with, 
which is the ability to say that I fucked up. That's what separates them. People that are poor and people that are struggling with money and people that uh, aren't growing and aren't expanding their skill set, they usually have a victim mentality where when something goes wrong, it's never their fault. It's the economy's fault. It's their boss's fault. It's whoever's fault, but it's never on them. And when I see that, all I see is people giving away power. I'm giving away my power to make change in my own life because I'm giving the blame to someone else. But when I start taking ownership, when I start always defaulting to that's on me, I need to do better. I've regained the power of the situation. Now I can actually make changes because I'm owning up to the problem in the first place. If we never take responsibility, if we never take ownership, you don't have power or control over anything in your life, which means you're also not going to be able to fix anything. You guys will know this as you start to become more successful and, and start really to step into the CEO role of your business. When something goes wrong in your business, it is always your fault as the CEO. It doesn't matter if an employee fucked up. It doesn't matter if uh, something went wrong because your accountant messed up. At the end of the day, it is your business and you're in charge, which means it's your fault. And the other side of the coin is when you are when your business is kicking ass and you guys are having wins, guess what? Those wins are your team's wins. They're not your wins. Okay, your team gets that win. And it's something that takes a long time for especially young entrepreneurs to understand. But as soon as you can get really good at saying, I fucked up, or that was my mistake, you're going to start to see that you have a lot more control of the outcome and the results of your life and your business. Let's jump to the next one. There are skills that you don't have right now that you need to acquire to get to the next level. And for me, one of the best investments I've always made over and over again was investing in myself to learn new skills, whether it's doing it through courses, whether it's doing it through seminars, whether it's paying for a phone call just with someone so they can teach me what they're doing that I'm not doing. I've paid $1,200 for a 30-minute phone call with the top Google ad expert so I could see what they were doing different than what we were in our agency so that we could get better results for our clients. Last year alone, I spent about $160,000 going to masterminds, seminars, and events and sitting in rooms with people much smarter than me so that I could begin to level up and, and continue my, my uh, growth trajectory. Now, some of you guys will be watching this, you're like, dude, normal person can't afford $160,000. Yeah, no shit. So what you need to do is you need to start small though. Okay, you start with the mentor. Once you have the mentor helping you in the right direction, then I encourage you guys to find a mastermind. Okay, find a group of successful people that are all growth-focused that you can align with. And that way, you're not only learning from the people running the mastermind, but you're also learning from the other people in that group. Okay, it's called a mastermind because it's everyone's minds coming together to help solve problems faster, create solutions in a, in a more timely manner, and really just help all everyone to rise together as a group. So... That for me is one of the fastest ways that I've been able to develop and learn new skills because instead of just reading a book, which I, I still love reading, I'm going straight to the source. Because a lot of the masterminds I'm in, there's authors of the books that I've been reading like as a young entrepreneur in the room with us. So I could just directly pick their brain and learn from them on how to gain that skill faster and how to level up faster. Okay, fifth one out of here. Dirty word, money. No, it's not a dirty word. Money is a tool, okay? A, a lot of times when, 
and I'll give you guys a little story here. When I really got focused on money and wanting to learn how to use money, how to get it to compound, how to budget, all of those things, I started to have people that I thought were my friends be like, oh, Adam's just all about the money now. Adam, you're just all about the money. That's all you care about. That's not all I care about. But I know if I want to pay my people better, if I want to hire more people, if I want to give more opportunities to the people on my team, I can't do it if I don't have any money. I can't make a large impact in our industry. Can't make a large impact in our community with our martial arts schools if I don't have money to do it. Profit from your businesses is what is going to help to provide future opportunities. The only people I ever say, oh, I don't care about how much money we make. I don't care about money. I don't care about being rich. I don't care about being wealthy. The only people that ever say that are great people. Wealthy people know that this is a tool that they can use to create a legacy and to create more opportunities. So if you are saying that, oh, I'm, I'm not in it for the money. I don't care about money. I don't care about being wealthy or rich. You have a limiting belief that is stopping you from seeing the opportunity that money can bring. Now, is money the end-all, be-all, mo most important thing? Absolutely not. Like your purpose and your vision and you feeling fulfilled is definitely more important than money. But I guarantee if you and I have the exact same skill set and I have a million dollars and you have $10,000, who do you think will be able to make a bigger impact on the world? Right at that point, right? So money does matter. So for me, I explained earlier that when I was younger, I had this limiting belief about money that Kaifers can't manage money. So I spent tons of time learning and studying the banking system, money, budgeting, investing, and I made a decision that I was gonna be the one for the Kiefer family. I was gonna be the one to change the family tree forever, that I was gonna be the first one to understand money, how to manage money, the first one to teach their kids how to manage and create wealth, and that way it could be passed on for generations through that. So for you, if you don't know where to start with money, start with Rich Dad Poor Dad. It is like the most understandable book on finance that you can read that's gonna really start to expand your, your mind into thinking about what's typically taught in the education system about money compared to how wealthy people view money and how they use money. So start with Rich Dad Poor Dad and go from there and just understand that if you know nothing about money, that was me 10 years ago. I knew nothing about money. I had to learn about it. I had to invest time into understanding how to properly use it as a tool, how to make sure that I'm not paying taxes every year and all of those different things. But it starts off just a little bit at a time. You don't need to understand it all right away, but start the growth journey right now. Now, the last thing is probably one of the most important things on this board because it could have a direct influence on every other circle here. And that's surrounding yourself with allies not friends, allies. There's a, there's a big difference here, okay? Your inner circle, the people around you have direct uh, direct uh, purpose when it comes to affecting your mindset, affecting your money, affecting how you build skills, affecting ownership, and even sometimes affecting who you're learning from. Because if you let a toxic person into your inner circle, all of a sudden your mindset's gonna start to deteriorate pretty quick because they're putting their limited beliefs on you. And as a result of that, guess what else starts to deteriorate? Your money, okay? And then you stop focusing on building skills because you feel guilty because the friends in your inner circle are putting limiting beliefs on you. There's a thing that Tim Grover talks about called friends versus allies, 
Okay, friends are usually people that you might enjoy heading around. You guys have fun when you go grab a beer or do whatever you're doing, but they don't understand what it takes to be successful or, to, or they don't understand what it takes to be at your level or where you're going. So they put their limiting beliefs on you. And a lot of times it comes in the form of saying things like, hey, you know, Adam, you, you deserve a vacation, man. You're just working too hard. You need to slow down a little bit. Or like, they might say like, hey, like you got your whole life to live, dude. Like, why are you pushing so hard right now? It's because they have never gone through the process that you're going through to be successful and to build a legacy for your family. They don't understand it. Okay. Allies though, they understand where you're going. They understand your vision. They understand the sacrifice that it takes to get there. So I always describe allies as like, if I put my foot on the gas pedal and I push it down, an ally is grabbing your knee and shoving it down so your foot is all the way to the floor on that gas pedal. Whereas a friend is sitting next to you and they're like, whoa, Adam, you're going too fast. You gotta, you gotta like slow down, man. I'm not comfortable with how fast you're moving. So what I encourage you to do is just audit your inner circle. Is your circle full of friends or is it full of allies? Is it full of people that are going to tell you what you need to hear or tell you what you want to hear? Like one of the things that I love about having Kelly Murray in my inner circle and Travis Renner is they will call me out on my bullshit in a heartbeat. And they will say it straight to my face because they want to see me become the best version of myself. And the only way that happens is for them to have transparent conversations with me without feelings involved. And the great thing is that we can do that with each other all the time. And it makes all of us better as a result. We're not worried about seven at eggshells. We're not worried about hurting each other's feelings because we have an understanding that we all care about each other. We all want to see the best happen to each other. And in order for that to happen, there has to be transparent communication with that group. Now, Adam, what if I look at my inner circle and I, I see that I have some people that are dragging me down, that don't want me to succeed? Well, you gotta have a hard conversation with those people. And if you look, just going through my social media and who has been in my circle over the years, you will see that it's ever changing because there's multiple points. Like I'll get to one point, I'll have my inner circle and everyone's allies, allies, allies. And then I start to excel and grow. And then all of a sudden there's someone left behind that wants to pull me back down. Adam, you're all about the money. Adam, you're working too hard. You don't make enough time to your friend, blah, 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 whatever it is. And they're trying to pull me back down. Then I have to have a hard conversation with that person and then leave them. And then we continue to grow. I, I had a mentor tell me once that the people that got you to where you are now aren't necessarily the people that are going to get you to where you need to go. And that is so true. Okay. There's going to be people as you grow and become more successful that just want to be along for the ride. And that's all they want to do. Okay. Those aren't allies. Okay. Those are those I would put in the friend category. Allies want to grow with you. Allies want to be on the front lines of war and the front lines of battle running with you side by side. Those are allies. Okay. If it's time to go to war and all of a sudden your allies start splintering off and be like, no, I'm good. You, you do your thing and start giving you excuses and limiting beliefs, man, you don't have allies around you. You got to find those allies. So I encourage you guys to really spend some time focusing on this. And one of the best things you can do that I've done multiple times in my life is you create your, your dream five list. Okay. So you just take a piece of paper and I want you to write down your dream five, the five allies that you want to have in your life. And it could be anybody, right? So I put some people on my first dream five that I had never even met yet. Maybe I just followed them on social or I read their book and I really wanted to give them into my inner circle. And by putting them on that list, it made my actions intentional 
to connect with them more, to make sure that I build a relationship with them so that I could have these amazing people as part of my inner circle. So for you guys, create that dream five, write it down, put it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day, and then make active steps at actually making that dream five a reality. For me, if it's someone I don't know, I usually will follow them on social. I'll start engaging with all of their posts and commenting on all their posts. Then I will add value to them first. So good example is we got Tim Grover to come speak at our summit last year. I messaged him a long ass time ago to see if he would speak at one of our events and I got no response. Then I started following him on social. I started, excuse me, engaging with all of his posts. And then winning came out and I bought 200 copies of winning. I took a picture of me opening the box and I put it on social and I typed in Grover and I got a response. I added value to him first to start that relationship. So that way we could start having communication about him coming out to speak at our events. For you guys, I see a lot of people and I, I get DMs constantly with people just pitching me on helping them or pitching me on paying for their service or whatever it is. And they skip over the value giving process. There's no value giving process whatsoever. So make sure if you have someone who's in five, figure a way to add value to their life first. So that way you can start to build a trusted relationship with that person. So remember guys, everything goes back to this at the end of the day, but we've given you the same roadmap that worked for me. And I encourage you guys to start on this journey for yourself. If you need any help doing it, let us know in the comments and I'll be happy to help with you. If, even if it means jumping on a call, continue to follow this page guys, like, and subscribe, share more. We're unstoppable to the top. We about to go. That CEO, I need to know the impact. We about to grow. Competition, comical. Straight A1, we on the road. Money focused for the goal. Tell them what they need to yeah, know. We